This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And we're going back to my roots today. We're going to be talking about things that I have been doing for 20-some years. Yikes! Um, Back into the Stone Ages, before the internet was invented, when we only had a couple television stations. Okay, so I'm really dating myself with that. But, you know, we we really are going to be talking about sound marketing principles that we have had for many, many years. And the nice thing is they have evolved as technology, as things have evolved. And so today we're going to be talking with Marianne Pruitt. So welcome, Marianne. How are you doing today? Great, Deb. Thanks for having me on. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Great. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you. Joining us today, as I said, is Marianne Pruitt. She is the CEO and president of Mosaic Media, which is a collection of media buying experts and creative strategists who negotiate, purchase, and monitor advertising space and airtime. We're going to talk about why that's important. She's here today to share marketing wisdom gleaned from her extensive career in media strategy and how it relates to the ever-evolving climate of media. So again, Marianne, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I think we're, we're going to have a good time talking about media today. We are. We are. Well, I always like to ask my guests how it is that you got to where you are today, and how did you determine that this is your passion in life? Yeah, you know, I started in marketing, and I think I always loved marketing. I grew mm-hmm. up a, it, from parents that are teachers and farmers. Mm-hmm. And so learning and constantly mm-hmm. that type of adaptation and um, constantly le- learning. Mm-hmm. But I got into marketing very early. I actually started in graphic design. And mm-hmm. I love when you talk about the Stone Age, because mm-hmm. when I started in graphic design, you were sketching, you were right. not nothing mm-hmm. digitized. There was nothing there. If you were to, I remember the day of the scanner of digital. Mm-hmm and bringing it into the softwares. That's how it started. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's actually where I fell in love with marketing. Uh, Going on to college, Mm -hmm. I got my double major in marketing and I fell in love with economics. Mm -hmm. All things. Well, what's in economics is statistical data. Mm -hmm. It is numbers. It is knowing everything. That's actually where I fell in love with media. Mm -hmm. The marketing and the economic world together is actually what made me fall in love with media. I had a great, amazing career um, in media and working Mm -hmm. for multiple media outlets and then founded the firm about 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. And now am in this position to be able to help small businesses and to be able to help businesses of all sizes. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And you're not in the contiguous United States. I am not. So tell us where the heck you are and how the heck did you get there? It's so funny because I always say I live here because of the fact that people go, that's weird because mm-hmm. we do, we have clients in all 50 States. So mm-hmm. I live in Anchorage, Alaska, and that just happens to be where my heart is and my mm-hmm. home is. Uh, we moved here. My family brought me here when mm-hmm. I was a 
here in high school and we've lived here. Actually, I left for college for a little bit and came back, met my husband after I came back from college, uh, who was born and raised here. And now we've had our kids here. Mm -hmm. It's just an incredible place to be. Uh, and we are blessed to be able to live anywhere now in today's mm -hmm. world and be able to operate around the right. world. So we have a global company, mm -hmm. but I get to live in Anchorage, Alaska. Right. I, I get to travel a lot too. So mm -hmm. there's all the above. Well, and you know, that really is one of the, the things that makes life now so easy is the fact that as long as we have internet, we're connected to the world. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, you know, you just kind of, obviously the only thing you have to take into account is time zones. Yeah. Yep. And you adapt to those too. You start mm -hmm. to work and operate. Like for me, I operate on an East coast time zone. That's ah. how I operate. Mm -hmm. I, my day starts very early in Alaska mm -hmm. at my home. And, but that's what I do because most of our clients are either mm -hmm. international or East coast and my West coast clients, it's easier. It's fine. It's easier right. if I'm staying on East coast, it works right. just fine. So yeah, so, you know, you're adapting to that and COVID actually helped us with those things, mm -hmm. right? We, there were quite a few things evolution wise and technology and what we were able to adapt to that COVID allowed and mm -hmm. media, the same exact thing happened. Our media consumption habits changed overnight, right? Where it would have been an evolution of 10 to 15 years mm -hmm. to see the changes that we've seen, but it happened overnight. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, and it is, it, it, it's funny because, you know, we, as you said, we adapt, you know, and, and I remember when I moved here uh, to Atlanta from Colorado, you know, all of a sudden it was a two hour difference. And I had one of my main clients was in California. Yeah. And we hadn't been out here that long when she, I got this kind of rather snarky email Now she knew we'd moved. I mean, you know, right, the, right. this was not a surprise. Um, and she said, I've been trying to reach you and, and haven't been able to. And so I respond, I waited until, you know, because, right? Um, right, right. And, <clears throat> and I responded and I said, well, it's a three hour difference. So if you don't expect me to respond at 7.30 p.m., I won't expect you to respond at 4.30 a.m. Mm -hmm. and, and we just, from then on, we had a great agreement, right? <laughs> yep. And well, and everybody really does adapt to it and we mm -hmm. all recognize. And I think it's uh, key, you know, for any business and, you know, I was telling you before we mm -hmm. jumped on of how I have just a place in my heart for small businesses mm -hmm. we work with global brands and household mm -hmm. names, but there's a special place in my heart for the small business. Mm -hmm. And because that all the global, global brands started somewhere. Right. And they all, they all started mm -hmm. in that, that small business mindset. But when we think relationship mm -hmm. and we, as small business owners, when we think in that mindset, that's what matters. So the time zone side of it, think through of, okay, what's the time zone for your client mm -hmm. before you send something? Right. Actually adapt your email to that. Adapt mm -hmm. to what you're going to be. It's relationship, showing mm -hmm. them the relationship right. side of it. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and we do adapt um, because we are building those relationships, yeah. um, you know, and, and, and so it's just a matter of, you know, thinking those things through and, you know, it, it is a little tricky if, say, we're working with someone on the other side of the globe, yeah. um, you know, and, and I've had guests on before who are, uh, for some reason, I have a lot of Australian guests. I'm going to have to go down yeah. there just because okay. I have so many. I have like a little meetup, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, every once in a while, I will say, what time is it? And, you know, and it's a big enough difference, especially since I'm here in Atlanta, that it is it is usually pretty early yeah. in the morning for them. And yeah. one picked a time pretty early in in my day. And I said, what time is it for you? And she said, 4.30 in the morning. I'm like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> and she said, that's just, I, like you said, that's, I am used to dealing with people on the other side of the world. And that's yep. just what I do. Yep. Yeah, it's not uncommon at all. Mm -hmm. And I mean, living in Alaska, I have to adapt to it too. Mm -hmm. Four hours difference uh, from the East Coast. And that's what we do. Mm -hmm. But we adapt and business people adapt. Mm -hmm. And we we move, we're very fluid. This, right. uh, frankly, that's why we're good at what we do. Mm -hmm. Is because we're able to do those things. Right. Yeah. You know, and let's be honest, most businesses anymore, and I don't know what the stat would be, but it's it's going to be most, if not many, yeah. Yeah. Um, are virtual. Yeah. <laughs> They're not a brick and mortar type of place, like say a restaurant, right. where obviously, you know, now if right. you're Waffle House, I'm not sure if you have you been to Atlanta, there's a Waffle oh, yeah. House on every corner, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. they're open, I think, 24 hours yeah. a day. Yeah. 
So, you know, because they know sometimes people want something at three in the morning, but for the most part, a brick and mortar has hours based on when the most people are going to be there. But the cool thing is I'm going to wrap this around and get back to what we're going to be talking about for (laughs) media. We, the thing that we have to realize is our clients are consuming media 24 seven. Absolutely. You know, and, and so we can't just say, well, you know, like back in the days, um, you know, that, you know, we're going to run this ad on TV station X at 6 p.m. Yeah. You know, we still do, obviously. Right. But we have to bear in mind, okay, people are going to also be watching that online. They're going to post about it sometimes days later. I mean, all sorts of things. So we have to keep that kind of timeless nature in mind. We do. And a big piece, you know, back to how COVID has changed things, mm-hmm. how we consume media mm-hmm. that has changed significantly in the last four years. And mm-hmm. it, it's a from overnight and generationally, mm-hmm. it's quite a span. So you know, think about it for the first time in American history, uh, we have and, and globally, we have five mm-hmm. working generations, right? We have traditionalists that were born during World War Two mm-hmm. that are still working. Mm-hmm. That's still, right. you know, they're in their 80s, they still want to work. Mm-hmm. But then all the way down to the 16-year-old who started working early mm-hmm. at 14 because they wanted to. Mm-hmm. COVID actually like thrusted us into an evolution mm-hmm. of media consumption that we probably couldn't have imagined mm-hmm. had it not happened. Mm-hmm. It probably, you know, our older generations, it would have taken another 10 to 15 years mm-hmm. possibly for them to jump onto digital tactics and right. jump on Mm-hmm. Like they have, but then we look at the younger generations mm-hmm. and what COVID did there. Mm-hmm. So it's always as you're building your media plans and as you're building your media strategies, you actually want to look as a whole. Where was my audience? Who mm-hmm. is my audience? I've got to know my audience better mm-hmm. than ever. And then what are the tactics that I'm using mm-hmm. to reach my audience? Mm-hmm. However, what are the strengths of the tactics? Right. So you, you know, you mentioned the news. Mm-hmm. Um, TV broadcast television, when is broadcast television strongest? It's in live events. Mm-hmm. So that's sports, mm-hmm. that is right. news. Those are the things that it's live. Those are mm-hmm. the things that are the most important, mm-hmm. right? And that's where you're going to get the most viewership, the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Very things like that, right? Mm-hmm. But when it comes to um media as a whole, we're just consuming it differently. Mm-hmm. Don't need to think about OTT and connected TV being mm-hmm. something that's not TV. It's mm-hmm. TV. Right. I'm buying it differently than I mm-hmm. have before. Now I'm programmatically buying it based on who my target audience mm-hmm. is, as opposed to just buying the one station because mm-hmm. a demographic might show up there. Mm-hmm. Got the day of the demographic. We have to get back to a day of personas and think through. Right. Now we are getting nitty gritty mm-hmm. on who are who are mm-hmm. um, who our target audience right. really. Oh, yeah. yeah. It really was a lot easier when I got into this um, oh. because, you know, I, I lived in Denver. We had the four major network televisions. Um, we had two. Um, now, you know, we did have things like CNN and, and all of those. We did have cable at that. Well, point. I remember cable being new. Right. Like, right. I, remember, oh, yeah. I remember the first rating books mm-hmm. coming out with cable and us TV people going, we're going to show how little numbers they actually mm-hmm. have. Like, I remember that. Right. I remember the mindset of cable being brand new. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and, you know, we had two TVs. To, no, we had a lot of radio. I mean, you yeah. know. The radio's been around for a long yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. always seems to be a lot of radio. Mm-hmm. But you also were consuming radio in your local area because it didn't carry. The signal didn't carry any further, unless it was the middle of the night. You know, yeah. I grew up in the mountains of Colorado and, and signals carry a lot further at night. Yep. Yep. And our favorite radio station was KOAM. This is a long time ago. KOAM out of Oklahoma City. Okay. <laughs> and and you could only get it when it was dark, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, and, and so when we bought our media, it was very localized. Yeah. Or you had to obviously do a lot of research and right. figure out, okay, we're going to buy in New York. We're going to buy in LA, Denver, Chicago, and Atlanta. And you had to know that the the varieties, but yeah, it was a lot easier when it was very localized. Well, and that's why media has become so specialized. Mm-hmm. You really want to work with a partner and there's a difference between a, a media vendor and a media mm-hmm. partner, right? Finding a partner, you know, that's what we do with clients mm-hmm. is we set up and look at your strategy as a mm-hmm. whole, um, help you analyze that. Where do we want to go? Mm-hmm. What do we want to spend? How do we want to spend? Who's our target market and mm-hmm. where do they live? 
and go through it. Like you, you're talking about the local and that's great because mm-hmm. that, it's still something we have to consider in media. Mm-hmm. However, the audience is actually who we have to consider first. Mm-hmm. We have to look at the audience and we have to think about that, but find that media partner because in today's world, so you've got traditional, our team handles traditional TV, radio, print, mm-hmm. outdoor. We have um, our social platforms. You've got your Facebook, your LinkedIn, your Twitter, all the above there. Mm-hmm. You've got your Googles, your Amazons, mm-hmm. your Bing. You've got everything there mm-hmm. as well. Then you have programmatic. Mm-hmm. Programmatic is targeting sometimes in some of the traditional platforms, mm-hmm. but then also you're targeting your audience. That's display ads. That's mm-hmm. pre-roll. That's YouTube. Like all of the above of what mm-hmm. you're looking at on that front. Video, content, native advertising, all the above. Okay. So when you're looking at that, that's overwhelming now. Right. You, the business owner, mm-hmm. are looking at going, how am I supposed to do all right. of these things and to be able to do mm-hmm. it? So that's really why, you know, we've got to find a good partner that is mm-hmm. specialized and knows how to do this. Mm-hmm. That is in programmatic. I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you this. Ask, are they a direct seat on a DSP? Mm-hmm. You want them to be a direct seat. A DSP is a demand side platform that is a serving platform to be able to bid on ads directly. Layers ah. in between them. Mm-hmm. You want them to be a direct right, seat. Because when there's layers in between, there's more costs. Yeah, they're exactly. That's exactly right. So you want partners like us that come in that are the direct seat, but you get the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. You don't have to meet minimums mm-hmm. because we're using our volume power. Right get you what you need. Mm-hmm. And that that's the key thing. But you know, I I want to go back to the radio thing for a second mm-hmm. because what we saw during COVID that is so fascinating to me. You know, I talked about our older generations, they got onto social media mm-hmm. um because of the fact that that's how they stayed in touch with their family. Right. Mm-hmm. They were disconnected, they were able to go. But we saw younger generations turn to radio as if it was a new platform. Hmm. And they turn to radio and sometimes TV, that local, mm-hmm. that local feel, but radio specifically was something there. And here, this is what's fascinating to me is they turned to radio as if it was new. Mm-hmm. And then they started to realize, okay, I don't have to actually listen to it at my radio. Right. They didn't. They're mm-hmm. listening to it on the app. Mm-hmm. They would start the, generationally. The, I know for me, my kids, I saw them being like, oh, I'm bored. I'm going to see what a 101.3 is in Kentucky. Right. So they weren't they listening to that app. Mm-hmm. And go listen to it. They were so listening it, to KOAM out of Oklahoma City. They were. They were listening to whatever they wanted to through a various app or mm-hmm. through a ver- whatever it was. Mm-hmm. It's totally different. We're consuming that media. We're mm-hmm. just consuming it differently. Right. That's why the traditional platforms are not dead. Mm-hmm. We actually should be considering them. It's how do we marry mm-hmm. the traditional platforms mm-hmm. with our digital platforms right. to make sure that these are reaching our audiences mm-hmm. the way we need reaching them. Right. You know, and it is confusing. You know, even if you grew up in this, there's yeah. so many things. But my mom, bless her heart, she's 90. Yeah. And, you know, we've been doing this a long time, you know, over 860 programs over 10 years. Wow. She will still say, how do I find it on the radio station? Yeah. yeah. Mom, it's a computer program. Yeah. So she, needless to say, she doesn't listen because she doesn't understand Right. That that's what to do. And, and, but that's one of the things, obviously, to take in mind is if right. your audience is young, old, whatever, how is it that they are consuming that media? Yeah. And each generation's consuming it differently. Mm-hmm. And what we have to remember and adapt as businesses and as marketers and whatever, as entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. all the things that we are all, it doesn't matter what sector mm-hmm. you're working in. It really doesn't. And where your expertise is. Mm-hmm. Each generation has consumed it differently. Mm-hmm. So our older generations, you are now going to start finding them on social media, mm-hmm. but then baby boomers, that's, that's definitely a social media right. platform. But we're seeing them. Mm-hmm. You know, still consume. There's still some traditional platforms being consumed mm-hmm. in that ma- manner. Once we get into our Gen X and our Millennials and our Gen Zs, mm-hmm. Gen X, I always call Gen X the forgotten generation because mm-hmm. we skip right over them. I know we do. Poor things. From, you know, from our baby boomers straight to Millennials, mm-hmm. and really, truly, I call them the survivor generation. Mm-hmm. They, uh, Gen Xers, are you know pull up, pull your boots up from the straps mm-hmm. kind of generation. This is our 9/11 generation. They, right. they were rescuers. They mm-hmm. went in. Mm-hmm. They were the ones that um, fixed a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. And they've also been through a lot of um, ups and downs economically. Mm-hmm. Their generation has lost a lot of money, made a lot of money, right. lost a lot of money, mm-hmm. made a lot of mm-hmm. money throughout their lifetime. And so anyway, so but Gen X, are, they overconsume information. They're right. all, they're our information gatherers. Mm-hmm. That's where they are. And millennials, 
the older millennials kind of have traits of Gen Xers. Mm-hmm. The younger millennials have never known anything different, but right. to be on mm-hmm. you know, like for me, I remember when the internet didn't exist, you know, I know and, Al Gore but, hadn't invented yeah, it know, yet. Exactly. <laughs> but now we get into our Gen Z's who know nothing but digital right. and nothing mm-hmm. but everything at their fingertips. Mm-hmm. They are some of the most resourceful individuals. Mm-hmm. When you talk to them, they are more driven. They've got, it's interesting when you talk about Gen Z's because they actually have traits of their grandparents being involved in their lives more than any other generation mm-hmm. because their millennial parents and their Gen X parents wanted their grand, wanted grandparents around. Right. And they were busy. They were, they were busy. That's exactly because they were building, they were either recovering. Kind of like the old Italian families recovering. where grandma yes. moved in, right? Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. And as a Sicilian girl from Jersey, I get it. You get and, it. Fully understand. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly it. The these Gen Z's are very driven. Mm-hmm. They have um a lot, actually a lot to offer. Techn- my 13-year-old son over the weekend, we had an old computer and he's like, Can I just rebuild it? And I'm like, sure. Yeah. Okay. It takes two days. He reads, he rebuilds a computer like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know how, like my brain cannot wrap right. around. Oh yeah. Probably easy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But to him, that was nothing. Like mm-hmm. that's something that they can do. Mm-hmm. And so generationally, we have all these amazing talents and all these consumptions. Our marketing plans have to adapt to this. Mm-hmm. I cannot reach the 80 year old man the same way I will the 15 year old boy. Right. And I have to look at it in this way. We we've done it for so long and been in a mindset of demographic. Mm-hmm. Where we think I'm going to reach adults 18 to 54 years old, right? Uh huh. Yeah, your I demos can't. are usually pretty big. And no, mm-hmm. no, I need to narrow it down mm-hmm. and think persona. Mm-hmm. What am I targeting? Think that programmatic persona, that individual. Once I get to the point of mm-hmm. you are, you are my target customer, and I have identified who that mm-hmm. ideal customer is mm-hmm. by job title. Mm-hmm by what they what what kind of gifts they're trying to buy or mm-hmm. what type what are their habits mm-hmm. are they gardeners what are the things that, depending mm-hmm. on whatever service you provide or whatever mm-hmm. product you provide you can target by that mm-hmm. and you can target now based on their behaviors it was so hard it was so easy before because we only had so many choices right yeah you now, pick this and this and not yeah. that now we're overwhelmed by choices mm-hmm. right However, we have the tools at our fingertips that are able to target more. So our right. dollars are actually more mm-hmm. efficient. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and, you know, I talk about this a lot on this program. You absolutely positively have to find your niche. Mm-hmm. And you should have found it when you're doing your marketing anyway. You know, and, and, and you know, my favorites are when I ask someone, so Marianne, who's your target audience? And you look at me and you smile sweetly and say, everyone. No. Yeah. And it's you not know. true. Yeah, it's there not is nothing in the world yeah. that everyone is their target market. Now, you might have some offshoots, yes. but for the most part, you're going to have a pretty specific demographic. And, you know, I tell people, figure that out <clears throat> and then print up a picture of them and yep. stick it to your computer so that you exactly. are always talking to them. Exactly. Niches make riches. Mm-hmm. And that is how it works. And that I love to say that all the time, mm-hmm. because the more you get to know your target audience, the more you get to know who they are as an individual, mm-hmm. your media buys mm-hmm. can be so targeted to right. them mm-hmm. and more efficient for what you're mm-hmm. looking for. Right. And you know, and it, if you don't, I, I hear the same thing of, oh, no, everybody can buy my product. Mm-hmm. Everybody can buy your product. Right. But, but is everybody? No. That, that is your target mm-hmm. audience. You are filling a void for a very mm-hmm. specific audience. And that's why we can't go broad on these demos mm-hmm. and be like, oh, okay, what's your demographic? That's great. We got to change this mindset of what's your persona? Mm-hmm. Who is this, who's this avatar you're going after? Mm-hmm. Who's this individual that you are looking at? And re- it, it does seem overwhelming. It does mm-hmm. seem scary. And I know as a small business owner, you're going, great, I got to do this now. Mm-hmm. Like, what, What's the next thing? Mm-hmm. But that's, that's where you come in. You get a good partner. You get mm-hmm. somebody right. to help this walk through this journey of it mm-hmm. and here's this is what i say all the time you know your audience mm-hmm. if you if i actually anybody who's listening right, right now your treadmill mm-hmm. if you're taking a walk if you are working and listening to it in the background mm-hmm. if i say who is your target audience you could jot five things down about right. them right now right of the Go vast forward. majority of them yeah. you can do it mm-hmm. you know it here we as entrepreneurs don't always like to write it down. Don't always like to think about it. Don't well, we don't like- want to leave money on the table. Exactly. But when we do niche down, mm-hmm. 
we end up getting more money. Right. And it's funny because we think that we're limiting a pool and that we're not going to have as much money Mm -hmm. available to us. No, when you're limiting a pool, Mm -hmm. you're actually going to have more available Mm -hmm. to you. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, it's, it's kind of the old shotgun and fly theory. Yes. You know, are you going to, you know, you've got one fly. Are you going to shoot a shotgun and try and hit him? Or Mm -hmm. are you going to go laser focused and try and hit him? You know, and, and so, yeah, it's, it's, you're just saving money. And I get a kick out of the companies that don't get it. You know, everyone's well, right. I, I still watch network TV. You know, I'm one of those people, Um, but I also watch a lot online too and and all sorts of things. I mean, you know, and, and, but we were watching something the other night (coughs) and it was very definitely an adult program. Now, not porn, not one of those, but yeah, you know, like, uh, uh, like law and order or something like that, something. Yeah. And a, and, and it was late also. I mean, it was after nine o'clock at night, maybe even later than that. And a commercial for Lucky Charms cereal came on. And I thought, okay, I grew up on Lucky Charms, so maybe right. they're trying to, right. to, you know, but maybe I was thinking, nostalgia, maybe, mm, yeah. yeah, somebody wasted their money on that one. Well, and when you think about it, that's why it's so important to know your audience because mm-hmm. and where they are. So mm-hmm. you're looking at it, and like you said, it's you know you're watching network TV. Mm-hmm. There is still a place for network TV, right? Still that area and depending on who your target audience is that you're still going to use that. Mm-hmm. Um, but how am I targeting it and looking mm-hmm. at it going, okay. And now I would say like if you were streaming and we were programmatically targeting it mm-hmm. and it was that time, then you may have been a very specific audience that right. we were going after. Mm-hmm. But in that sense, you're wasting money. You are, you are looking at a, it's a broad, your partner, mm-hmm. your media team, mm-hmm is going a broad approach mm-hmm. as opposed to a narrowed approach. Right. And you are your budgets are going to be more affordable and more mm-hmm. efficient if you have that narrowed right. approach. We can't we are not in the world of shotgun. And when we talk full funnel, right? Mm-hmm. When we talk full funnel, that top of line funnel where you're getting the branding, sometimes there is a place for right. the shotgun mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the targeted approach to it. You're l- doing both together mm-hmm. and that that's fine, mm-hmm. but you have to make sure that you're having the strategy for it as a whole, as opposed to just guessing right. on what you're trying to do. Why, why should we be guessing now when we have mm-hmm. more data on anyone mm-hmm. than we've ever had before? Right. You know, and that's, that is one of my chief complaints about the Super Bowl ads. Now we love them, right? We all oh, yeah. wait anxiously. Now we don't even have to watch the game, right? Cause they all come out before then. Um, but you're spending millions, literally millions of dollars to hit a whole bunch of people. Yep. And for the most part, <clears throat> you know, when you're looking at the ads now, Budweiser knows what it's doing. But that's a targeted audience. That's right. a targeted yeah. area. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Football, football, yeah. people who are yep. watching football, football are drinking beer. beer. Yep. Right. Yep. But <clears throat> you know, I got the in, and I don't remember now when it came out. Herding cats, right? We all love the herding cats commercial, yes. and it was EDS, which is a software company. I don't even know if they're still around. But if you were a software developer, why would you want to waste millions of dollars advertising to drunk people watching football? <laughs> well, and if you think of it, okay, if you're a software developer, let's then dig into who your target audience mm-hmm. is. Right. Is it small businesses of a certain mm-hmm. size? Mm-hmm. Is it certain um, areas um, of the country that mm-hmm. you're looking at very specifically? Right. So now in today's world, okay, programmatically, mm-hmm. I'm going to look and I'm actually going to target by job title mm-hmm. within a specific industry right. that has a certain amount of income as mm-hmm. a company. Mm-hmm. I can target the company names. Mm-hmm. I can target who I'm going after. Mm-hmm. And that in itself why would I not take millions and put it there right. mm-hmm. as opposed to going so broad on it? Now, if there's a goal with it, like you said, Budweiser knows what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Doritos knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's very wide ranges mm-hmm. of what you're looking at when it comes to that. And they have the budgets for it. Right. Oh, yeah. Able to have those budgets there. Mm-hmm. They see a return on their investment mm-hmm. that gets into tracking as well. Mm-hmm. But they see that return on investment. But in the digital space, we now have so much opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I say digital space. Frankly, we're programmatically bidding it digitally, but connected TV, OTT, that's still consumption mm-hmm. of media. Right. That's still consumption of TV. That's mm-hmm. actually, in a way, borderline consumption of network mm-hmm. TV specifically. I'm going to Hulu and I'm watching a CBS show right. or I'm, you know, Peacock, Paramount, mm-hmm. wherever I'm going, mm-hmm. right? 
So with that, if I'm looking at it as a whole, I why would I not mm-hmm. target to the audience that I need know I need mm-hmm. to do? Especially if I'm a software company, if I'm a gardening company, mm-hmm. if I if I have developed an amazing lawnmower, mm-hmm. who am I wanting to target? Who am I wanting right. to go after? Mm-hmm. I don't want to go broad. I want mm-hmm. to go narrow to the people that are going to mm-hmm. need what I what mm-hmm. they what I am selling. Right. Who who is the need? Who has the need? Mm-hmm. I want to sell it to them, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be able to have more frequency with that target mm-hmm. audience. I'm going to be able because here's the other thing: a Super Bowl ad. Right, you, most companies can only afford to run one. Right, and they and they may they may have actually blown their their ad budget for their the year. ad budget right mm-hmm. there. Now you've reached a lot of people. Your right. reach is really high. But, but were they the, the right people? Yes. And let's get into the science of media. Mm-hmm. The reach can be wide, but you have to reach it more than once. You mm-hmm. have to reach this audience mm-hmm. more than once in order for them to say, yes, that's what I'd like to purchase. Mm-hmm. You have to have a frequency. And in mm-hmm. today's world, when there's so many brand recognition and so many brand awareness things that are mm-hmm. happening and brand impressions on the consumer mm-hmm. every day, my frequency has to be higher. Mm-hmm. than it was before right. because I need that audience mm-hmm. to see my stuff more and more and more before they actually pull the trigger. Right. See, I, I read a stat the other day that's like, I think it's 60, 65% of businesses. Um, they And once a consumer comes to you, they already have made their buying decision. Right. Yeah. Once they find you, they've mm-hmm. already done research. They've already gotten to that point, especially if you're in prof- professional settings, mm-hmm. that you're already at that point. Mm-hmm. Where you're, if you're, if you're a professional service, mm-hmm. they've already decided. They already right. know by the time they pick up the phone and call you, mm-hmm. they're ninety percent on mm-hmm. the fence just to make sure that you push them over. They've mm-hmm. already made that decision, right? And yeah. and where they have researched you is now obviously you know huge, yeah. you know because the first thing they're going to do and you know Chat GPT is totally throwing all of this off. But oh, I love uh, we can talk about AI too. Oh but. yeah, <laughs> you know, but you know, in the old days when we went to Google. And yeah. we typed in lawnmower. Then, yeah. then you started drilling down yeah. from there. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and now, of course, the cool thing is that we can, you know, and uh, you know, major media, any of the media, you get, you can get very specific. I mean, I've I've had clients who have said, well, we don't want to advertise on CBS because right. that's everybody. Well, no, there is a certain number of ads that they have that have to be local. I don't have to be local, but they're smart enough that they make them local. Yeah. And you have to, and so you look at it this way and there's various, they do leave local breaks because Mm -hmm. they're going to have their ad buys within that. But when you are looking at programmatically bidding it and Mm -hmm. looking at the audience. Okay. So I would look back at that. Okay. I don't want to buy CVS. Okay. Who, who's your target audience? Mm -hmm. I'm going to go back to that because now we're going to buy the data sets Mm -hmm. and we're programmatically bidding it Mm -hmm. in a digital space. And Mm -hmm. I know that programmatic is still the wild West. Mm -hmm. It's hard to grasp. It's Mm -hmm. hard to understand. It is specialized. Mm -hmm. It is. That's why it's so important to get a partner to work Mm -hmm. with on it because I don't, as a small business, don't try to do it yourself. Right. There's just too much and you're going to go, then I'm not going to do it at all. Yeah. And you need to be in this space because this is where, this is where it's headed. All the traditional Mm -hmm. platforms, I predict in 10 years, all the traditional platforms are going to be programmatically bid as Mm -hmm. well. That's where we're going to be. So, okay. I don't want to buy CBS. It's too broad. Okay. Instead, I'm going to buy the data sets of the individual that I'm trying to target. Mm -hmm. I'm going to buy OTT and connected TV. Mm -hmm. I'm going to buy display. I'm going to buy streaming audio. I'm going to buy where they are. I'm buying that audience impression as opposed to buying that shotgun mm-hmm. approach of mm-hmm. just the, of that that program. I'm buying the impression instead. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, and and again, when you get that fine tuned, you're saving money. Yes. And, and so you might, you know, whereas 20 years ago, we might have done an ad in the local newspaper yes. that ran several thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, and everybody who got the newspaper got the mm-hmm. ad because it was there. Right. But now we can go, hmm, I'm going to spend a hundred bucks and get exactly who I want on Facebook because I am dealing with people who are my age, my demographic, and I'm on Facebook. Um, you know, and, and yeah, so and Facebook, Facebook's changed a little bit too, because so we want to look at Facebook. Facebook mm-hmm. is now because we can't target with Facebook like we used to be able to. Mm-hmm. However, yeah, they've gotten broader. Yes. So now Facebook, it, but it's still affordable and mm-hmm. you still can do a lot with it. Mm-hmm. However, with Facebook, what you're looking at is, and Facebook, I still think is a great product, mm-hmm. but you're looking top of funnel brand awareness with right. Facebook, more than you are anything, mm-hmm. but you want to be running, put it, putting your content out is great. Mm-hmm. Run ads with your content as well. Mm-hmm. Tar- you know, make that top of mind brand mm-hmm. awareness, 
Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Now what's next is use programmatic Mm -hmm. to then target that individual. Like you just said, Mm -hmm. find that individual where they are. That's in articles that are being read display, you Mm -hmm. know, videos, pre-roll where they are. You're buying Mm -hmm. multiple data sets for that target audience, Mm -hmm. as well as using the Facebook site. You're going to get the multifold effect of the omni-channel approach Mm -hmm. of being able to have your message being feel, mm-hmm. you're frank, frankly, they're feeling like they're seeing you everywhere. Right. And in reality, you're just targeting them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's one of those things where <clears throat> I love it when people say, I hate all the ads. <laughs> you get to play for free folks. That's yeah. why you have ads. Um, you know, my, you know, now they're you know getting, you're going to have to pay eight dollars a month for the Twitter blue check mark and the you know the Kardashians the LeBrons are complaining eight bucks a month folks um but you know when you have done that you really are like you said just reaching those people and you know and and it's funny because you know I will like if I see an ad too many times in Facebook Mm -hmm. I will go in and click repetitive you know I'll hide it and click repetitive because that helps them you know, they're going, oh, okay. Well, we had this showing up in your feed every 15 minutes and you went bleh, yeah. you know, and, and so maybe yeah, we'll go back to once an hour or something like that. Well, and that's one thing too, in programmatic, that's great is that you can cap your frequency. Once mm-hmm. someone has seen it so many mm-hmm. times, it being served back to that IP address can be adjusted. Right. And you know, what's, what's great about that, you know, you're tar- you know, IP targeting and household mm-hmm. targeting and various things along those lines based on behaviors mm-hmm. is. That means like if they've seen it from multiple approaches, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to track that, that frequency mm-hmm. based on how many impressions, right. all the things are there, but you're going to be able to cap it and mm-hmm. you're going to be able to do so that they're not getting sick of your brand. Right. But at the same time, there are some things that you want to have super high frequency mm-hmm. within a given time. Right. And you're going to have that, that reaction to it as well. Mm-hmm. So it is all in strategy and outlining the full plan of what your goals are mm-hmm. going to be based on who your target audience mm-hmm. is. And that doesn't mean you don't have more than one target audience. You right. can have more than one mm-hmm. target audience. And that's a, but just don't develop the same plan mm-hmm. for each target audience. Right. Have a different plan. Mm-hmm. Your tactics may be the same. Mm-hmm. You, what you're looking at may be the same. Mm-hmm. Your creative might be different mm-hmm. and most likely could be different and should be different, but you're targeting different data mm-hmm. set. That's what you want to do. Right. Yeah. You know, and and it is, we, we can't hammer it in enough. It is about targeting. Um, you know, I started my career in PR with the American Cancer Society in Colorado, and I was the media coordinator. Okay. <clears throat> now, you talk about a perfect job. I mean, I absolutely loved it. Great place to learn. Everybody always wanted to work with ACS, right? All these things. Yeah. And so we had um, a, a series of ads that we wanted to run that were for women who were nursing children. Yeah. but needed to pay attention to the fact that they might have a, a cancer, a breast cancer that they were needing to, you yeah. know. Um, and so you'll go to the stations with it. And they said, we'll run it during the six o'clock news because this is really important. And I said, no. And they said, well, what do you mean? I said, they're not paying attention at six no. o'clock. They're getting dinner. They're doing this. They're doing that. They're not, they're not paying- watching. And back yeah. to, you know, you had one TV yeah. channel, right? And so I said, they were not paying attention at all. We had it run at 2 a.m. Yes. Because they were up, they were nursing. They were nursing. And doing nothing besides watching yep. TV. Yep. And that's, so it's getting to know your audience. Mm-hmm. That's such a key prime mm-hmm. example there of getting to know your audience. Mm-hmm. Of, okay, what's their experience right mm-hmm. now? What is it that they're doing? So like right now, another example is if I'm trying to reach an executive, if I'm mm-hmm. trying to reach somebody um, in that C-suite level, I can target by that job title, mm-hmm. which is great. But think of them as a human being. Mm-hmm. They're also making decisions outside of right. work. Mm-hmm. And think of them in that mindset of sometimes my ad might stand out a little bit differently mm-hmm. if I'm actually doing it and reaching them at home mm-hmm. or reaching them in a different mindset because right. I can track them wherever they are. Mm-hmm. But maybe I run it in a different time period mm-hmm. than I was running it originally mm-hmm. because of this very reason of- yeah, Maybe you're going to run it at 6 a.m. when they're working out on the treadmill. Yes. They're, they're bombarded by information all throughout the workday, right? Mm-hmm. So what's another way that I can actually target them, find ways that are mm-hmm. in their personal setting that you can target. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's getting to know your audience and getting to know when when they best mm-hmm. receive their information. Right. And you know, it's for me, it's 
you're going to build this relationship with your customer, mm-hmm. no matter what, mm-hmm. start building it before they call mm-hmm. you. Right. Don't wait until they call mm-hmm. you to start building that relationship. That is that part of that funnel, that middle part of our mm-hmm. funnels. We've got our branding. Mm-hmm. Then we're starting to build our relationships. Build that. That's with content. Right. Be helpful with your content. Mm-hmm. Don't sell. Right. That's Don't where you, you are on social helpful. media. You're yeah. posting your blog, yeah. all of things like that. Yes. Be helpful. Mm-hmm. Be findable. Mm-hmm. Go and then have your ads drive to the direction of where places for you to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Places to provide tips. I was talking to somebody who um, they realized it was a plumbing company mm-hmm. and they realized actually their target demographic was women for a right. long time. They targeted men. They were targeting men. And they were saying, look, I mean, I, they adopt, they, they related to the male side mm-hmm. and they were like, okay, this is where I'm going to target. This is where I'm going to go. And they said, when I started changing it and realizing actually the woman was making the decision mm-hmm. And he he said, all it did was take a little bit of research. Mm -hmm. All it did was take a little bit of time to figure out my own books of who's actually the one who's calling. Mm -hmm. It's tracking calls. It's tracking Mm -hmm. various things. Mm -hmm. The message point changed. All of a sudden, Mm -hmm. it was very helpful Mm -hmm. about health or about Mm -hmm. various tips within the household Mm -hmm. in order to happen. And their following just Mm -hmm. went through the roof. Their their content went further. Mm -hmm. Phone started to ring more. Mm It's finding that information that's back to your target audience. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and the cool thing about ads, and and we're going to talk about measurement because that is, of course, ultimate, is when you've targeted, you know, you can do A-B testing Mm -hmm. where you can have one ad that's, you know, set up one way and one ad that's set up another way. And then you're going to see what was, you know, what was, was, you know, appealed to people. And there's a lot of different ways. You know, what we used to do way back when I was with the American Cancer Society, we had a special phone number and, and we had a different one for where we were running it. So if it was running on channel four, it had this number. If it was running on channel nine, it had this phone number. And, you know, this is before you could do Google numbers and you could get unlimited numbers for free. But we were, it was very easy then for us to go, okay, well, more people from channel nine responded. You know, right. or now we do different ads, you know, right. all of those various things. And, and you know, I, again, you're not spending a lot of money, but you're figuring out enough that then you can spend more money where it's going to make a big difference. Right. And that's exactly right. And you, you're being more efficient with the dollars that you have. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're maximizing mm-hmm. your media budgets for where you need mm-hmm. to be. And yeah, looking at tracking and how to do it. But here's here's the other beauty to this whole thing. And when we think in the digital space, because like you said, and when I started my career oh, well over 20 years ago, mm-hmm. I didn't have, you didn't have the tracking capabilities that mm-hmm. we have and the right. measurement. You know, you had, they bought, you know, there were a subscription base of X number of newspapers sold. Yes. That period. was it. Mm-hmm. And the best, the best indicator was somebody bringing in the newspaper saying, Hey, I saw this ad. Right. Mm-hmm. That was the best indicator, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That was, what, that was the information that you had. And, you know, and I, I remember the days of being in, in, the media world. And I, there was a sales manager and somebody was like, you know, well, how do I t- know that this is working? And mm-hmm. I'm not sure it's working. And he goes, well, is your cash register ringing? And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going gross even then, mm-hmm. but still that really is right? it. Yeah. It's, it's, I know my advertising is working. I have a hundred percent advertising. I know 50% of it's working and 50% of it's not. Mm-hmm. I just don't know which one's which, mm-hmm. right? That was the adage of where everything was. And so now we are in this world of being able to actually track our ads, mm-hmm. being able to see digitally what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then what are things that we can do when it comes to connected TV mm-hmm. and um, streaming TV, put a QR code, right. you're gonna be able to track that back. Mm-hmm. You're there various things technology wise. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are streaming it. They're getting used to using their QR codes mm-hmm. on their phone. Right. They're also multi-devicing it all the mm-hmm. time. They're on their phone do, scrolling social mm-hmm. media while they're watching something with their family mm-hmm. all the time. And you've got the, you've got the luxury now to be able to track. Mm-hmm. We can put tags on the back of the ads, mm-hmm. like you can AB testing to see where, which one actually works and drives more to the website, drives more information <coughs> on the gathering, where it goes, mm-hmm. which one performs better, which one gets better clicks, which one gets mm-hmm. more impressions. How does that work? Right. But then you take that to that next level of tracking. Right. Yeah. Did they actually they either call you, buy from you, yes. whatever it was? I can find out now. I can see if they clicked on the phone number and it's tracked back to that. Mm-hmm. I can see. What did they fill out on the on the website? Where did they hang out on the website? Mm-hmm. What's the information that they care about on the website? Mm-hmm. So there's there it's and how long were they there? Mm-hmm. 
So these are all things now that we can track and we can look at. Mm -hmm. We have a luxury. Mm -hmm. And I I know that media can be so overwhelming Mm -hmm. and buying media can be so overwhelming, but we actually are in the stages of marketing where it's exciting Mm -hmm. and it's measurable. And it's something that we can do in a way that we've never been Mm -hmm. able to do. It is luxurious in a sense that we can target our audiences in a totally different Mm -hmm. way than we've been able to do before. Well, and of course, all of these platforms want you to have this data because they want you to be successful. So then you will do it again. You know, they're not going to say, yeah, we're not going to give you any numbers because then you're just, well, I'm not going to give you any money. Well, and if you have the right partner, Mm -hmm. they're going to be pulling those reports for you, Mm -hmm. whether it's monthly, quarterly, depending on how much you're spending, how much you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you have the right partner, they're optimizing those buys too. Mm-hmm. They're looking as a whole, what is the best way to tweak things? Right. What is the best thing? Mm-hmm. You know, for us on our back end, we, op- we have a team optimizing programmatic daily. They're optimizing the media daily. I joke right. and say, yeah, because you can, especially when it's digital, you can tweak it. You know, maybe yeah. you're going, okay, well, 3 a.m. wasn't the good time, but 6 a.m. was. So you're going to move your 3 a.m. We're going to shift things around. Mm-hmm. We're going to make sure things are delivered. <laughs> And what what other things mm-hmm. do we need to optimize in here? What's performing best? What's not? Mm-hmm. What sites are going are doing really well mm-hmm. that aren't the other? So there's so many amazing things now that we can mm-hmm. do in this space, mm-hmm. and it's it, it's one of those things that now we just have to get on board with doing. And I know it's overwhelming, and I know, mm-hmm. and I don't. I will tell you this: as small businesses, you guys are getting phone calls all the time. Right. I set and up something on Google today and it said, you have $500 credit. I went, no. Yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. You're getting called all the time. You're trying to figure out your Google AdWords yourself. Mm-hmm. You're trying to figure out all these things mm-hmm. yourself. Find a good partner. Right. Find somebody who can help you with it, mm-hmm. who can assess it and look at it. And mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things that you just, you have to take it for what it is mm-hmm. and know that you have value on your head as the entrepreneur and as the, mm-hmm. as the business owner. Right. You don't need to be spending the time mm-hmm. doing it. Finally, you can afford. You it. don't you do your own taxes, so yeah. why would you want to be doing exactly. you know, doing your own advice? And you, for you, you know that you have value on your head mm-hmm. of what you do all day long. Don't. It's not. I think for small businesses, they think, and for entrepreneurs, they think I can't afford that. I can't mm-hmm. afford Budweiser. Right. Yeah. yeah. I can't spend three million dollars to buy an yeah. ad. You don't have to, mm-hmm. and you don't have to have that kind of spend to have a quality partner work mm-hmm. with you. Don't take the TV vendor telling you that this is the this mm-hmm. is the way to go. Find a quality partner that is unbiased to whatever platforms mm-hmm. that you need to be on mm-hmm. that can actually build that strategy and that plan for you. Right. You know, and and as we said, we're not experts in it. You know, as as the small right. business owner, and now you know you're always going to have somebody who wants to tinker, and that's okay. You know, I always love my clients yeah. who want to tinker, yep. but yep. you also have to understand. Okay, you know, when you when you have gone to the expert. They are the expert. You know, I'm not going to tell my accountant, can you do it again? Because I think that, you know, I heard, no, you know, they're going to know what the tax law is and, and all. And, and if, if they don't, well, then you shouldn't have gone with them. Anyway. You probably should go to a different accountant. Right. Like, it's the same thing in media. When you find a partner that works well mm-hmm. with you, that you're able to establish that relationship, mm-hmm. they're building that strategy, they're holding your hand through mm-hmm. it and they're guiding you through that. It actually can be a fun experience. Like mm-hmm. we specialize in building your media, paid media strategies for mm-hmm. you, but making the, the experience pleasurable. Right. Cause you want to continue doing it. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you know, I know that it's hard for a lot of businesses. Mm-hmm. I know that it's overwhelming. I know that you, you're getting 45 mm-hmm. calls a day from different vendors saying, mm-hmm. hey, run this ad here, run this ad here, run this ad here. You know what? Another way to get a, get those people to stop is say, hey, we're working with so-and-so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it stops mm-hmm. overnight. It's right. amazing. And all of a sudden, you don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be spread so thin mm-hmm. like, like you have been. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You can afford more than you think you can, mm-hmm. and you, especially in today's world of being able to target. Right. And actually, bringing on a partner does not cost much more than mm-hmm. what of just spending it right. yourself. And, and again, you're getting their expertise, so you're not wasting yes. their money. Yes, your money money mm-hmm. is is well better spent mm-hmm. for sure yeah. right you know and it is it's it's interesting because as we said you know there are so many options now and one of the things that i find is you know the especially the ceo a lot yeah. of times they they don't they don't know in many cases 
you know, the things, you know, and, and, and I've dealt with CEOs before. I mean, the guy, I was, I was talking with a marketing person at a firm we were working with and the, the demographic for who we were going with was women over 50 and, and a certain age range. I mean, you know, it was, it was, we were really pretty specific as to who we were doing. And I got the, you know, this was one of those try really hard to not laugh things because (laughs) she wanted to know if we used the IG. Now she's a marketing person. Oh my word. And it took me a second to realize she meant IG Instagram. And yeah. you know, and, and so I did not call it Ig. I said, you know, no, we don't. Uh, egg. Yeah, yeah, don't forget it's a I know. Yeah. It was like, oh my gosh. You know, and and it was so funny. Um, you know, and, and I said no, because at that point anyway, Instagram was very much a younger demographic. Yeah. And I said, yeah. that's not who we're trying to reach. Right. And right. then of course, what I'm sure we we get a lot of is, but it's free. Okay, then utilize the free stuff with yep. say your content posting, you're sharing your blog, all of those things, but don't waste your money advertising where it's not going to do you any good. Right. That's exactly the right. Yeah. <laughs> and having content out there is fine, mm-hmm. but still, I would say resources, even developing content mm-hmm. takes resources. Right. So know where your audience right. is. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you you want to look at it and since now and today now the egg. Mm-hmm. So Instagram is now one that absolutely mm-hmm. um, targeting women. You mm-hmm. want to be on it. Mm-hmm. You want to be looking at it and right. depends on, although I will tell you it's across the board generationally, but um, women are big. Actually, I think it's the number one consumer for them to uh, purchasing mm-hmm. on Instagram is something that's high, mm-hmm. but now the younger generations, they're, they're using Gen mm-hmm. Z's love their Instagram. Right. Like they're all over that. Mm-hmm. And so you've got it. Like you said, you want a place where you need to be. And I get it. It's free. Mm-hmm. But sometimes looking at it, okay, I'm building content. I'm developing things. Mm-hmm. You have to have the earned, the, you have to have the earned, the paid, mm-hmm. as well as the produced right. all working together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you're going to produce content. You're going to get earned media sometimes, you know, talking about the press mm-hmm. release, putting out the press release, mm-hmm. but then also how does your paid work with that? Right. All should be working together. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be, you know, like, oh, this one's free. So I'm just going to post over here. Mm-hmm. It's great. But if none of my audience is there, it doesn't matter right. if mm-hmm. zero of zero is zero. Mm-hmm. Like right. that, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So you you want to make sure that you know exactly where mm-hmm. where you are reaching your audience and right. where you're going. Right. And, you know, keep track of the trends. I mean, I, yeah. I saw something the other day where somebody said they were pulling all of their advertising from TikTok. And they said, you know, we're going to wait till stuff settles down. We're not going to spend money on the chance that TikTok is is banned now. Yeah. Is it going to exactly. be banned? Nee. You know, no, <laughs> but you never know. We'll see. We don't know. Different states are doing different things. Mm-hmm. But that being said, so then you're pulling, okay, you pull the budget off of TikTok. Mm-hmm. Those data sets for those individuals mm-hmm. to still start on videos are right. still available. Mm-hmm. We're just not necessarily going to reach it through TikTok mm-hmm. through that specific platform. Mm-hmm. Right. So now, but I can still mm-hmm. reach that same target audience that I'm trying to reach. Mm-hmm in a different way programmatically right. where mm-hmm. I'm targeting that same individual. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm going to use it different ways. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to use my videos. I'm still going to mm-hmm. use the shorts. I'm still going to do whatever I need to do on mm-hmm. content wise, just developing it and putting it to them and delivering mm-hmm. it in a totally different way. Right. You know, and it, it's, you know, the, the other thing is, as you were saying, have a lot of content. Yes. Um, you know, how many times when we get ready to do something now, do we look at YouTube? You know, yeah. and, well, and the second largest search engine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's people go to YouTube. Yep, mm-hmm. right. And and so you know, maybe you are a local restaurant. Okay, right. so you have chef do short videos. Yeah, yes. you know, and and um, all sorts of things like that. And and so you know, it's it just be thinking about where can we put content that yes. people are going to see it, and then how can we match being very specific and making sure the right people are seeing it, as opposed to every person under the sun that's going to go to YouTube. Absolutely. And so then how can I run my ads to make sure that that's mm-hmm. then going to target the individual that mm-hmm. I need to target to? But that, you know, so I, I know a um, it's a lodge owner and they decided to start just doing recipes mm-hmm. on YouTube. Well, that's huge. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's going to drive your content for where you want right. to be long term. Mm-hmm. So overall, but then you drive ads mm-hmm. to that specifically so mm-hmm. driving ads. So when you're looking at you know, there are so many different data sets that we have mm-hmm. on people now of where they are in a buying mm-hmm. cycle. When's the last time they bought a car? Mm-hmm. What's 
the last time they've upgraded their home. Like mm-hmm. there's so many different things that we have on when's the last time they mm-hmm. bought a house, right? What, all these different data mm-hmm. sets that we can use that mm-hmm. actually play right back to most mm-hmm. industries as a whole, or mm-hmm. most services or most products you're going to find out, like have that. What do they buy? Guard? Are they constantly searching for gardening tools? Mm-hmm. Oh, if you're a gardening store and you want to make sure that they're on top of it. Then that's mm-hmm. exactly what you want to do. Right. So you've got to develop these pieces mm-hmm. and know, have your content out there, but then use your paid to target them mm-hmm. with that content to be able right. to, you, I, I talked to somebody the other day and they were like, well, some of the content um, isn't professional enough. Like our brand needs to be this high level. Mm-hmm. That's great. Your brands can be this high level when it comes to your ads, mm-hmm. and then you're going to have this friendly relationship building. Right, we love those little little exactly. whimsical videos, exactly. right? Today's world, we love it. That's exactly what we the consumer enjoys that. Yeah. Right. Well, and if you know, say I'm looking at a video on YouTube, and it's very clear that you know it's a professionally produced yes. thing. Yes. My first thought is, okay, does is that really the chef there, or was this an actor that they hired? Right. Oh, more importantly, okay, if they've got the budget to do that, how much is my meal going to (laughs) cost? No, it's true. And you think about that through and you want to, okay, if if your brand is to be Mm -hmm. a high-end brand, that's fine. And Mm -hmm. that's good. But you can have friendly content Mm -hmm. that are tips, that are various Mm -hmm. things that have nothing to do Mm -hmm. with what your ad says. Your ad Mm -hmm. can say something totally different, but yet somehow you as the doctor is going to give advice Mm -hmm. or whatever whatever it is that Mm -hmm. you provide. Over here, my ad might talk about how family friendly our practice is, mm-hmm. or how family friendly, or what what specialty we work in. Mm-hmm. And here, you're, I'm going to give a 15 second free advice of this is what this is mm-hmm. what you do. Right. That is, it, they work hand in hand, mm-hmm. and that's what we have to we have to get out of this either or mm-hmm. mindset and really think about how we work hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, oh my gosh, Marianne, this has been so much fun, and we just scratched yes. the surface on this, so it means I we know. need to have you back. Oh, absolutely. I know. know. Such fun, such fun. So tell us a little bit more about your, um, your, your agency and what are the services that you provide? Yeah, we are a paid media agency specialty team. That is what we do. So we will come in and we will help you with your paid media strategy. We will be that partner to help you with it. We are um, a direct seat on a DSP for programmatic. So we can help with that. But we also have an extensive traditional and social and Google team as well Mm -hmm. across the board. So anytime there's anything that falls in that paid space Mm -hmm. and you're not sure what to do with that Mm -hmm. strategy, you're not sure how to outline it, whether you're the smallest of the small or the largest of the large, we've worked with them. And that's just, that's who we work with. Mm -hmm. And we like to make the journey pleasurable, Mm -hmm. not mysterious. We like to be transparent. We like to Mm -hmm. help you with it. So, right. and I know I told you beforehand for your listeners, you know, I, I always have a soft spot for small businesses and entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. but I'll offer a free assessment of what you guys are doing. Okay. In, so anytime, um, if you reach out, so you can actually reach me on my, our website, mm-hmm. mosaic agency forward slash contact. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can reach out there and get, ask us to do an assessment. We'll mm-hmm. do that first consultation meeting with you. We'll do mm-hmm. a call. We'll get to know what you're doing, assess that, and then help you develop that plan for where you mm-hmm. need to be. Right. You know, and speaking of your website, it's got great content. I mean, you've got you've got your blog and, you know, and, and so there's all sorts of interesting things there. I mean, I'm, I'm looking through and it's streaming service updates, avoiding media planning mistakes, yeah. um, you know, because as you know, as someone is researching all of this, they also need to research you. So do you know what you're talking about? Exactly. I mean, that's, that is one of the big things. So again, it's mosaic.agency. Yes, um, absolutely. And we have our weekly emails that go out. Mm-hmm. We like to help. So we're here to help. If you have questions in the media space, you don't know what to do with your ad dollars. Mm-hmm. We're here to help. Right. And folks yeah. don't think I don't understand it. So I'm not going to do it. You yeah. know, and and yeah. because your competitors are. Yes. That's the key. Absolutely. You are Googling on the regular basis, trying to figure out how to either figure out your Google AdWords Mm -hmm. or figuring out what you should do best on your ad buys or Mm -hmm. how how do I market my company? Mm -hmm. That means that we're a right fit for you. Mm -hmm. Just because you don't understand it doesn't mean we can't help. We will. We Mm -hmm. would love to help you in that. Don't be embarrassed by what you don't know. We're here to help. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, like I said, this has been so much fun. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? I think the key thing here is get to know that audience of yours, get to know them 
And once you think you get to know them, get to know them a little bit more. That is the key thing in today's world is really, really get to know your audience and build your content and your ads for what they want to hear, not what you want to hear. And it, you know, it goes back to the old story of, I didn't see my ad. I didn't see my ad. You may not be the target audience. That's okay. So get to know who your audience is and then get to know them even better. I love it. Well, I've been having so much fun talking with Marianne Pruitt of Mosaic Media. I'm Deb Creer. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.